0: In today's episode, we will be speaking with a former prison guard, Bill. Here is our conversation. Hi, Bill. Welcome to Touched by Crime. Um, I'm Kathy, and I'm here with Jude, Ellen, and Tyra. And um, Bill is a former prison guard that we're hoping to get some information from today. Jude, you you want to get started?
1: Yeah, thank you, Bill, for coming on. I just wanted to know how you got the job of being a prison guard. Is that something that you wanted to do, or is it something that kind of fell on your lap?
2: It just kind of fell in. I was looking for work at the time because I'd just gotten laid off from a job that was oil field related. and I needed something that was a decent pay, so I took it. Nice. It wasn't anything I planned. It just kind of happened.
1: Okay. Well, I, ha- I do have a question. Are you familiar with the Stanford Prison Experiment? No. Okay. Well, for for you and our guests who aren't familiar with that, it was a psychological test performed in the 1970s um, by um, and a professor, and he had picked 14 students uh, to be prison guards and 14 uh, students to be prisoners, and he was trying to see the psychological effect on a person's psyche when that happens Um, so they did notice they talked to the prison guards the people the college students who were prison guards and their personalities kind of changed when they put the uniform on Um, did that is that something that happened to you did you notice that you felt a little bit more superior Um,
2: I don't think I did but I went in thinking that I went in with a mentality that if I treated people with respect and, and mm-hmm. the way I'd like to be treated, that I would get a better response.
1: Right. And that's smart. <laughs> I think that's a better way to go in. I just thought it was kind of curious as to like, whether a police officer puts a uniform on or a judge puts her robe on or his robe on. If that, you know, if their psyches changed just a little bit, you know, I don't know, but I'm glad that you went in there with that attitude. I, Hill,
2: did you find that to be officers. true? I met a lot of officers, yeah. I, I think they had a, a complex. Yeah. A little bit of superiority.
0: Did you find it to be true that when you treated them with respect, they treated you with respect?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome.
1: Yeah.
0: Did that help in any way of, like, creating relationships with them? Like, did you create any relationships with any of the inmates? And not so much, like, friendships but just like you know you were cool with everyone kind of like they knew that you were
2: yeah I i think it really did help me i got when i when i when i actually trained people i other officers i i told them about giving respect and you know my my opinion was if i give if i give an inmate respect they they usually respect me back and they'll do what i ask I, I try to, you know, always tried to follow the rules and they understood that. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, inmates are going to do a lot of stuff that they ain't supposed to. Mm-hmm. There's no way to stop that. But a lot of times they'll do it on somebody else's shift.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Hmm.
2: Love that, yeah. At least they had respect for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, I was wondering, what was like a good day at work for you like what what you know what what did you consider your job was it to keep everyone calm or all the routines to be you know working or
2: my job i worked in maximum security Mm -hmm. my job was to make sure that all the inmates stayed safe to make sure nobody escaped and to make sure they got everything that was that they were supposed to have a lot of times their toilets would break or their lights would go out or they'd need electrical work or the door lock would need be, need to be fixed. And that was my job to make sure that that happened.
3: So kind of a, like a caretaker or, you know, yeah. to make sure things
2: worked. R- really is. Yes. Okay.
3: And, and you- when you say to keep the inmates inmate safe, was it like from each other or from what?
2: From each other, mm-hmm. really, because they can. They probably ninety percent of them can open their own locks. They can all ju- they can all leave their cell, wow. pretty much when when they choose. Wow. And uh, not supposed to, but they know how. And uh, my my job was to pay attention and know when 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 a door was fixed so that they could open it. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I kind of have ears and know what's going on, when it's going on.
0: Um, Bill, I uh, talk to a lot of inmates, I write to inmates through the, the Texas Innocence Project. So I know um, their perspective on a lot of things that go on but we don't have a perspective of a guard and that's why we would like to, that's why we wanted to have you on here um, to get your view of, of what things are like the prison um i do know that there seems to be a shortage of prison guards did you find that to be true
2: very much so yes it, it, it creates a real problem
0: yes when, when, there,
2: when there ain't enough staff to do the job correctly then then every everybody suffers not only i mean not only the staff but the inmates suffer as well they right. can't get the thing they're supposed to get and they can't get it on time you know, they, they lose things like simple things like recreation that they look forward to the recreation time because that's time where they can go out and get some air and exercise and, and, and vent with each other. And they don't, they don't, they lose that opportunity if there's not enough staff.
3: What do you think the reason is for the shortage of staff?
2: Probably a lot to, well stress, lack of pay, Mm-hmm. I I don't know that pay would help a lot, but I mean it, it's not the worst pay, but it sure sure ain't the best pay for what you got to do. Uh, the upper management's pretty do things their way. Follow it- the rules, follow the rules, but do things the way they want it done. So it it, it a lot of times it just doesn't mesh up. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh-huh. so is there a lot of politics involved in it
2: i I believe so I I, mean, I got no way to prove that but yeah I believe so
0: well kind of like office politics is what I mean not
2: yeah uh, yeah you know, po- politics but like, it's, a lot of it's uh, money flow it's the prison's got to generate money and the more money they make the better they are I guess and you know but,
0: but wouldn't more guards be better? because the inmates can be more productive to make the money? Yeah. Or did you work at a, a prison that where they did um, make things? Yes.
2: yes, I did. And when there's not enough staff, those, some of those productions can't run. Uh, where I worked, some of those productions ran regardless. If, if they've only had a couple people turn out, that's what turned out that particular job. Mm-hmm. What kind of productions? Uh, that I can't say because it'll pinpoint my, my my unit. Oh, okay. Sorry about
0: that. Well, yep. Ty. I do know that. And some of them they make clothes. Um, mm. The one that uh, person that I talk to all the time. That's they make um, shirts and socks. They make lots and lots of socks.
1: Oh well. Um, I think the so, one thing that I always hear is license plates. I don't know if that's a thing. If it, oh, if that's okay. true. Are those
2: for companies or for like government use? Both. Some of them. Some of them do automotive. Some of them do uh, farm processing. Mm -hmm. Chickens, cows, pork. uh, Oh wow! Leather. Do they make like? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. If you go on, I mean, on one of the Texas uh, Waco pages, I think it is. They show they have a whole industry making everything from fences, grills, trailers.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it's good because it gives the inmates something to do rather than to sit around and just think about, you know, their fate and think about what um, they have to look forward to
2: in the future or... I can say this. The the prisons are set up so that if the inmate goes in there, when, when they get in there for whatever they did... An inmate, if they take advantage of every opportunity that's in prison, they can get their GED, they can get a, a degree in college, they can get a vocational license, they can learn electrical, plumbing, AC, auto mechanics. I mean, welding. Every, I mean,
1: wow,
2: it's really endless. They are. They've they've even got farming in some prisons. Yeah, diesel repair. They're they're really set up for success if an inmate wants to take advantage of that
3: does it matter uh, what you're convicted of and for how long you're going to be in prison
2: the less, you know? the, the less the the inmate's level is mm-hmm. the easier it is to get into stuff if there uh, a lot of times when you when you're in there as a a maximum security inmate you can work your way down over time a lot of inmates I seen that were maximum security at one point ended up being minimum, not not dorm minimum, but minimum security in, in the prison itself. Well. And w- once you get to that level, you, your opportunities expand.
0: That's great. You know, does Texas have any um, like chain gangs like you used to see in the old movies and stuff? No, no. I didn't think so.
1: No. I will say that um, I, I did see a chain gang uh, years ago going to South Carolina so I know South Carolina did have a chain gang at one time
0: what does that mean chain gang
1: they were chained um, working on the roads they had like, oh together. okay yeah.
2: I've, I've, I've never seen that happen it, mm-hmm. if it does I'm not aware of it okay
3: hmm. I saw that was it California was using uh, inmates that volunteered to fight the fires uh, oh to, yeah yeah
2: yeah. I, did, yeah, I didn't. Know I, just, that. I think that's good.
0: Yeah, I just listened to the story on a podcast about um, a plane crash. I think it was in the fifties on Rikers Island, and how the warden let all the inmates out to help get passengers off of the planes and everything, and not one inmate took advantage and and left. Um, wow! It was really, really good to hear that. You know, there are good people who make bad choices
2: and end up in prison. I think that happens all the time.
1: Yes. I don't know about prisons, but I would have to say that I would think that it would be 70% that they're good people making the wrong choices.
2: I I couldn't put a percentage on Mm -hmm. it. I just, I, I know, I know what happens. I know that. Right. There's probably a lot of good people in prison They just made a bad choice throughout life, and I think that's probably the case with many people that didn't end up in prison. They just got lucky because they made a bad choice and didn't get caught.
1: Right, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I
3: I think that it might not be a certain type of person that goes into prison anyway. I think that would be from all, you know, all kinds of people, but maybe... What is your, you know, thoughts about what prison does to people? Do you think it helps better them, or
2: it it really depends? I mean, prison is like its own little world, and uh, it's got it just like out on out in the out in the city. You've got different gangs, different cliques. You can get caught up in stuff real easy, or you can hang out with the person who's going to help you and and help you better yourself. And that's, prison's no different. You can get caught up in stuff real quick or you can kind of shy away from that and go do kitchen work until you can get a job in maintenance and get a job cleaning somewhere and move over to fixing cars or learning your boat computers. It's just, It's the same really as in in the world. You can get your jobs, you can, or you can get yourself in trouble.
0: Yeah. So, Bill, Ellen, and I both um, listen to, well, you can't even say listen to, but we belong to a, a podcast group that investigates wrongful convictions. That's how I got involved with the Innocence Project. Do you have you met anybody that you feel was wrongfully convicted?
2: I. Honestly, I couldn't answer that. I my my mindset when I went in is I don't judge anybody that's in there. They've already been judged. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't ask them what they did. Uh, if I ask them what they did. My mindset would probably change, right? Uh, right. So and I I, went, I went in there with an open mind and just let kind of everything just kind of flow the way we way it would here.
1: Right, you had you probably went in with a mindset that if you knew their personal stories, you would get too emotionally involved. You had a job to do, and it was in your benefit as well as theirs to distance yourself from that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, that and I mean, if I heard if I heard that somebody raped somebody, I'm not going to think I'm not going to treat them the same way. My my head's going to automatically go right. I, I've got a child, and my head's going to mm-hmm. go somewhere else. So I don't don't want to know what they did. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: That makes a lot of sense. It's not what you're there for. Yeah. And so what what do you, uh, is there anything you could say that you think should change in the prison system or that something that works that should be more of that?
2: That, that's, that's hard to say because there's a lot involved in it that mm-hmm. I know I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, the biggest thing I think that needs to change is there there needs to be more staff and I'm not sure how to go about doing that. That's yeah. a, staffing is is probably the biggest issue. Staffing of our language, there's a lot, they bring in a lot of staff from other countries that don't speak our language very well.
1: Huh.
2: They're very hard to understand, even. uh, That that I think needs change. And those guys, those guys are a lot of the guys that put on the uniform and have a superiority complex instantly. Okay. Even with other officers, they think they're in charge.
1: Hmm.
2: It, It does cause a conflict.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Do you have to do any kind of training? You said you were training people is that everybody who who works as a prison guard they have to have
2: some training you you have to train before you go in but when you when you uh, when you first go on the job they take the senior officers and senior officers train, train the the new officers coming in kind of show them the ropes give them whatever quick advice you can give a person because what they train you for when you go through the academy is not what happens at the prison mm-hmm. Everything changes. It's a. Uh, each prison has their own way of doing things and trying to follow the guideline, but it usually doesn't follow the guideline exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you think the training should be more on par with what it's like?
2: Oh, absolutely, absolutely.
0: So that's one change that could be made to help to help the situations.
2: Yes, I mean once they figure out which which and they're going to be working at I think I think they need to spend a lot more time training. They need to really get a feel for what they're walking into. Like yeah. when I tell when I tell a new officer coming in that 90% of them can open their own cell door and they're in maximum security, like I guess they you know watch your back all the time because you don't know when someone's going to come up behind you. I mean their jaws drop and hit the floor. The first time I was told that, I was told To go sit in a section, there was, they brought in three officers and they put one in each section. And they said, just sit there and watch the rows. I said, what am I watching for? They said, you're watching for anyone coming out. I said, the doors are all shut. They said, yeah. They said they had a meeting yesterday and third and second row came out the first row. And I was like, okay. (laughs) I didn't know. what. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That would be, um, yeah, I would be turning in my notice that same day, <laughs> I'm done. You know, it takes a very strong person to, to be able to do that kind of work. Um, to be on your toes to, the whole time you're at work, watching your back, that's kind of intimidating.
2: And that's probably why. That's probably another reason why we're short staffed. Is there that anything sense. they can do to, to fix the locks so they can't be
1: unlocked?
0: Is it a maintenance issue?
2: I I don't think it, uh, some of some of it is a maintenance issue. Other stuff is just the way it was built. Okay. And and, and inmates are very. A lot of them are very intelligent. They mm-hmm. can. They right. just made bad choices what to use their intelligence with and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very inventive.
3: And so I guess also it's it's about boundaries because some people will be more aggressive and frustrated if they don't have the. You know, if they're really locked in. So it's like a you know, a balance.
2: Yeah. It's not I find that the the more when you get when you get an aggressive inmate, it's usually because they're not getting something they're supposed to get. They didn't get commissary,
3: mm-hmm. they
2: didn't get wrecked they didn't they ran out of toilet paper. Uh they didn't get to go to medical for because they said they needed medical, which happens a lot. Sometimes they just say it just to try to get out. Other times they say it because they genuinely need need to go. And as an officer doing your rounds, watching, you're supposed to pay attention to the changing people. And you, yeah. a lot of the times, you can tell if it's a real thing or if they're just faking. Mm-hmm. You just get used to it, right? So,
0: Bill, you're in uh, Texas. Did you um, did the heat during the summer? Affect
2: your ability to do your job. I don't think the heat really affected my ability to do the job. <clears throat> it did get hot, and I I did slow down some. I sweat a lot, but it never really. You get a drink of water, you stop and rest for a minute, and you and you continue what you're doing. Uh, it's been this way for forever, and and some of the units now are getting AC. I know okay. uh, some of them are on the on the on the agenda for getting AC. Uh, in the meantime, it, it what it's been for hundreds of years.
0: Yeah, I know. Um, at least some of the medical units have
2: AC. You usually, sure it's you know. usually it's the units that that have the the. The, the mental health units,
0: yeah,
2: those are yep. those are the ones right now. I think that have the AC, and it is starting to go around to the other units that don't have it. That don't don't have the mental health programs. It, it's it's going to be a while. It's it's a very big process.
3: Is it because of money? Like is the it, uh, because it's expensive to put the AC in?
2: Well, I'm sure that's part of it, but it's also they've got to, fit, they've got to design the AC for the units. None, none of these units were designed with that in mind to begin with.
3: Okay.
0: Yeah. The unit you worked in, Bill, is it um, an older one? Do you know what no. year it was built?
2: Uh, I can't tell you how how, how old it is it gives it away, but mm-hmm. it's really, uh, okay. it's, it's not the old, it's, it's not the newest, but it sure ain't the oldest by far. Okay. Okay.
0: That's fair. Yeah.
3: Yeah, to, to go back to the, when we were talking about the staffing and the training, I think it makes a lot of sense that if you're new in the job and your training is not um, complete and you're scared, maybe you act more aggressive and mm-hmm. use unnecessary, maybe violence or.
2: I, I don't, I don't, I think uh, it's hard to describe. When I went in, when I trained, they said go in with a polished look. Act like you've done the job,
0: because
2: mm-hmm. it is kind of, it's kind of a game, really. Mm-hmm. You, you got to play the same game the inmates are going to play with you, and you got to walk through with confidence. Mm-hmm. My very first day there, that I went out, I was on OJT, and uh, I got put on a on a on a, a medium security. The unit was on lockdown for a, a riot they had in, the, in, a, in a cafeteria, and uh, it, they'd been on lockdown for over a month. And uh, I'm not sure how how long the guy was working. He'd been there for at least a couple of years. And when I walked in there into that section, he said, "Oh, good, I got an officer to help me." And I said, "I'm your, I'm,", uh, I'm I told him I'm an OJT, and he says, "Oh, we're screwed." just like that. I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I, 2 weeks later as I got in got in and walking around medium I went over to maximum security cuz so I got placed over there and I walked around with my head up, my shoes polished, acted like I knew what I was doing even though I really didn't. Mm-hmm. And I had inmates thinking that I was a lieutenant from another unit.
0: Yeah. So, so what is an OJT?
2: On the job training.
0: Okay. How long is that for?
2: It's it's usually only a couple weeks. Wow.
3: This is gonna sound uh, like a crazy comparison, but I'm a school teacher and you know, not not this it's not dangerous to be a school teacher like that, but it's the same thing. You just when you start out, you have to how do you make like thirty kids respect you and not talk back to you or run away and you're you have to make sure Sure, they're all happy, but also not, you know. So so it, I understand what you're saying about
1: confidence and also
3: being I,
2: respectful and caring. I can see the comparison there.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to the Stanford Prison Experiment for a minute. Um, so at the end of their experiment, the psychologist um, noticed that when the prison guards, the I mean, the college students who were acting as prison guards, um, when they were disorganized and they had a different mindset, they weren't acting cohesively as a group, the prisoners um, sensed that and they rebelled and started doing things that they hadn't have been doing before. So did, did you notice anything like that when, you're, when, you, when guards weren't like working together or there was some yes. kind of like... Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. They noticed like it's a weakness gotta, in that and they just pounce on it.
2: It's it's got to be clockwork cuz mm-hmm. inmates got nothing but time room.
1: Right.
2: And they they study every movement you make. They study when you walk your route. They study if you if you have a pattern. They they know when you're walking in, what you sound like. My one the unit I where where I work, the maximum security, if I walked in a unit and I walked up to the first row of cells, before I got to the cells in the morning, everything's black because the, all the lights are out and it's still dark. Mm-hmm. And you can you hear an inmate say, on the wrong behave? Okay. Wow. Wow. And, yeah. <laughs> and that's because of the way I walked, my keys jingled a certain way. And, uh, wow. And yeah. I think that,
3: you know, from the, People I've talked to who are in prison, it's like that's life for them every day. Like they have to be on their toes. They have to know everybody, the guards and all the people around them, because they're always in danger. Like yeah. they're trying to navigate a dangerous situation.
2: Yes. So they yeah. will
3: be in garden. and yeah,
2: they're very alert. They they so they study they study everything so.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Bill, were you subjected to the same food that they served the inmates?
2: Yes, same food.
1: Was it any Matter good? Fact,
2: <laughs> some of it is. Yeah, it, it'll definitely it'll definitely put the weight on you. I, I'm still trying to lose it. <laughs> uh, when 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 they run out of food in their in their in their cafeterias, they take our food and put it out there for them. Wow. Um, there's many times that the ODR, the officer's dining room, had no food because it went to the inmates. And we went without.
1: Wow. Oh, wow. Well, that would make so, me aggressive right there. <laughs> Take
2: my food away. It it, it does. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> it does. So can you bring your own food? Yes. In?
0: Okay. yes you
1: can. That's, that's good. Oh, I never thought about that not being allowed. Hmm
2: yeah there's no way to keep it cool so i mean it has to be something they can warm up but
0: yeah
2: thank you for listening to today's episode please check back next week for our next episode and if you haven't already please subscribe so you can get notified of when our new episodes release and follow us on facebook twitter instagram and tiktok at touch by crime
0: thanks and we hope to see you again next week